Well, I'm excited to sit down with our next guest here at the Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching School, and it's the head football coach at Cedar Hill High School, a story program with a lot of success. It's the head coach, Carlos Lynn. So, Coach, it's an honor to have you here today. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. Looking forward to it. Coach, you take over a program, as I said, that's got a lot of success behind it. And you, know, you were there before, the defensive coordinator at Cedar Hill, and then you went on to become a head coach. And now you've taken over that program, uh, filling the shoes of, of Joey McGuire now. It uh, certainly is – uh, those are some big shoes to fill. He had a lot of success, but for you in, in doing that, what was the approach, I guess, the, the mindset you took into how you were going to approach that job? Well, you know, they all, they always say never follow a legend. Right. Uh, and and uh, there's, a, there's a reason for that. It's, 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 it's a hard process just because you know what the standards are. And, and, and the beautiful thing about me coming in, kind of behind joy is some of those things we set together you know as him being the head coach me being the defensive coordinator I kind of understood the lay of the land so to speak of how uh, Cedar Hill football operated so the transition for me probably wasn't as great of a great of a curve than it would be for someone that had no idea about what Longhorn football was all about so we wanted to make sure that we didn't shy away from any of the, the expectation. You know, uh, our community wants us to play for state championships, and we don't. We 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 embrace that. We don't run from that. We we understand and we know that. But what we wanted to do was, you know, not just we wanted to uh, not just you know represent the brand. We wanted to build the brand, and uh, and I think we've had a, had a had a good run at carrying on those traditions and you know we just want to be in a conversation you know when you talk about some of the the great teams in the in the dfw area we want to make sure that cedar hill is still in the conversation you're talking about some of the teams that's vying for a state championship we just want to be in a conversation we want to talk about teams that have national appeal we want to be in a conversation so if we're con- if we're continue to um make sure that we're in those conversations, then I think we have done the program, uh, the, the the service that, and the just service that is due. And in our sport, it's never maintained. So while there are those high standards, the expectation isn't well. Just maintain what Joy McGuire did. It's build, continue to build, build this. Now it's the Carlos Lynn era. So as you've begun to put your fingerprint on the program what things have you added to it or or things that are you know unique to you that really have given you that opportunity to continue to grow with this right Right. because that's the opportunity we're going to continue to grow absolutely uh you know the thing that i i really believe that that we've done you know coach mcguire uh he he has the uncanny ability of making sure that the the room knows he's in the room and he has i mean he's a, he's just he's he's a people magnet uh and, and and his charismatic personality is just is just infectious and and that's what draws the kids the kids they 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 love that he's a he's a big time hugger he's a high fiver he's he's just one of those one of those guys and you know to a, to a certain extent i am but i'm more of i'm i'm more of a you know walk the line kind of guy um, you know, my, my, my background is, is a is a lot like 
the background of some of these kids. So I definitely understand some of the discipline and some of the, 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 the structure that that they need to have in order to really, you know, survive in our in our world. And that's and that's the bottom line. That's the ultimate goal is to make sure that we are shaping and we're guiding our young men to be champions in life. And, you know, and we say in all areas of life. So whatever whatever it is that they're doing uh, or, or want to do or going to do or going to become, then we want through the game of football to help them to be the best version of themselves through that. So we develop the whole person. We, we want to make sure that they're not just good you know, X's and O's, they gotta be good. They gotta be good guys. They gotta be good kids. They gotta take they gotta take care of not just their teammates, they gotta take care of the uh, of Mr. Roy who's our custodian in, in the building, you know. They don't I don't want them just to say yes sir to me. They say yes sir to him because he's he's serving them and uh he, and he's making life special and comfortable for him. He's a part of our team. Um and, and sometimes those are stretches for teenagers to kind of grasp that that yeah. that that concept, when you go down to the cafeteria and you get you get your tray for lunch, that lunch lady is yes, ma'am. It's thank you, thank you for you know for taking care of us today. Those those are just some of the little things that I think that we 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 call them the vital things. You know, people may say the details or the small things, but for a teenager. They treat they treat those things like small things, you know. That that that's nothing. So we call them vital things. You know, if you lose a heart, you lose a lung, you can die. So we don't want those vital things to to, to you know to stack up and add up to be something that we can't handle. We want to take care of them at the at the root level, so that you know when it when it's time to operate, it's just like you know, uh, in a, in a, in a, when we're doing routes on air. You know, we want to bring the ball back high and tight. We don't want it to be loose. We, we're practicing ball security all, all the time. But, you know, kids want to throw the ball back, roll. You know, those are vital things. You know, we've, we've lost football games because we didn't take care of the vital things. So those vital things not only are stressed in inside the game but, but outside of the game. And I really think that's kind of where we, where we ratchet up a little bit because uh, our, our young men need to need to have that we you know have a have a society that's microwave that's likes to a lot of coddling and a lot you know we 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 deal with with tough love and getting them doing the right thing so when it's called on in a ball game you know it's kind of innate in in everything that we do I like what you said before we got going you referred to your program as a full service program and as you mentioned developing not just the athlete, but the person. And so to do that, that requires having some guys on your coaching staff who are very no good doubt. at that well. Not just that these guys really know the X's and O's, but they can develop the full person. So uh, and you've kind of stepped into that role of coaching the coaches too, uh, but it starts with selecting those right guys. So when you're, you know, you're sitting down looking for that guy who's going to be a part of your coaching staff, what things are you talking to him about? What are the questions you ask to know that this guy is is can be one of us? You know, I I think it's it's almost just general conversation because that's what I want. I want to be able to engage engage a coach and hear some of the some of the virtues of his heart just in casual conversation and uh, without specifically pinpointing a question to it. But we're just talking. We're just having a conversation, and and a lot of a lot of guys that I meet and I network with, I understand 
uh, where their heart is just 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 by just day to day to day talk because you know uh, you know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a scripture guy you say out of the mouth out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and most most of the time you get a keen understanding you get a keen sense of who a man is just by having a, a general conversation with him and that's kind of how I like to do interviews it's, 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 it's not more of a, a question and answer session it's just it's a it's a dialogue and uh and if you can engage me in your in your dialogue man that that's that's going to intrigue me enough to okay now let's talk let's now let's talk some football because you've you've perked my interest enough just on a on a, on a personal level Hey, now we can have this X's and O's talk, and we and and I know we're kind of going to be on the same page. Yes, yes. Well, in looking at your role now, you know you you have moved from uh, being a coach who was the defensive coordinator, and then early in being a head coach, you were still calling the defense. Now you've found guys to do that, and you're coaching the coaches. You're moving around the field looking for as you called it, those vital things, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, so in that role, right, what, what do you feel uh, the things that you need to be doing on a, uh, on a regular basis, day-to-day, to be really good at it? We, you know, I, I know guys casually refer it to, oh, I'm still walking around, Coach, but uh, there's a lot to that, right, to be able to, to do that. You mentioned to me that you take notes, but uh, talk to me about how that – works for you in practice and the things that you're staying focused on to make sure that your team's doing everything it needs to do. That's good. You know, uh, I think each week presents issues in and of itself, you know, depending on the opponent. And, you know, as a, as a, as a head coach, you kind of already know where your weaknesses are or areas that, uh, that concern you uh, from, from, from week to week. So those are the, the without being so obtrusive, those are the areas where I spend most most of my time. Uh, and when I feel when I feel like um, things are going well, they're moving well, the coaches are getting the kids getting the kids going in, in the right direction. You know, uh, it's, it, it seems as though they're grasping, they're understanding uh, whether we're, you know, outmanned or not. I just want to make sure that we're organized. I want to make sure that we're attacking uh, any 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 offense, any defense, whatever whatever it is. I want to make sure that we're efficient, and I want to make sure that our kids, are, you know, are, are playing like their heart is on fire. Um, and when our kids are not moving, because we, it's, it's something we call Longhorn Speed. It's been in, it's been a Cedar Hill tradition for a long time, and we wanna we want we want to be the fastest team on that field. Uh, I really believe when you know what to do, you play faster. When you're thinking about what to do, you play a whole you play a whole lot slower. So I can see that I can see that in practice. When our guys when it's resonating with them, they're moving, they're talking. It's a confidence that they have when they step on that on that on that field because I don't know uh I, I tell the coaches I'm a bottom line coach now. I'm not gonna tell you how to run your drills, but when that when that when that ball is snapped, I know where everybody's supposed to fit and I know what it's supposed to look like. So I I, I want I, I I observe from from that view. 
uh, I watch your individuals. I watch I watch your groups, and I watch the team. And then if our guys are fit, it, it just it just happens naturally when when everybody's on on the same page. And when it doesn't, it sticks out like it sticks out like a sore thumb. There's no communication. They looking they looking to the coach to to help them. But when that but when it's good and everything, everybody's on the same page. The the team is communicating with each other, and the coach is left to the sideline. At the end of the day, that's what you want. You want the high school players playing against the high school players. You don't want the coaches playing against the coaches. You know, a coach's chess match. You want you want it to be on the field. So as we as we manage our practices and organize our practice, we want our, we want we want the keys to be in our kids' hands because we don't play. Right. Right. So in in your role, obviously, you're the the problem solver, too. And some of those become a little bit more complex than, um, you know, just a few coaching points here or there. So when you have those situations that need uh, maybe a little bit more attention or that we're going to have to talk about this, you know, off the field, too, and get it straight in the office. What's your approach to dealing with that and bringing it to that that place you need to see it so that things are going to work well under the lights? You know, I want I want to you know, I want to show it to them first. You know, I want to. You know, we try to film as much as we can in in a practice, and it's to, it's that position coach's responsibility to make sure that they have, you know, went over that film like a fine tooth comb uh, before the next before the next session, and and we do what we call just practice notes. You know, I just text me what you see. You know, that we need to improve on in practice. Uh, and typically, if we're on the same page, I'm seeing I'm seeing the same things, and that 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 they're saying these are the things we need to fix. So that's that's kind of how we get confirmation. If I'm not seeing that, and, and sometimes the coaches maybe see something that I miss, which which is good, which is good too. Unless I didn't I didn't see that. So it's a it's a way of checks and balances that that, that we use we use our we use our technology. Um, but we use our time wisely too. Uh, I, I'm not going to ask everybody to stay 40 minutes after practice and watch film. We can do that at home. You know, Huddle has made that stuff so, you know, so much more efficient to where we can do that. And I'm still in, still in their family time. You know, when they when they could be at home, they're going to watch the film anyway. Uh, so just before you go to bed tonight, text me all the things that you've seen. You know, and, and and make sure myself and a coordinator is on that text, and then we just kind of go through it. And then if we and then if we need to meet early in the morning before school start, or if we need to have, you know, uh, we I always have a thirty minute um, study hall session for our kids before we go out in the athletic period. And I, I can take that time with that with that coach and pull them out of study hall and say, hey, I saw that I saw that we were doing this, you know, versus this set. We need to kind of explore looking at this or so his alignment was too tight here or there. So we just try to find those those hidden spots to wherever we can just kind of uh, just hit hit those things, and 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 everybody everybody on our staff has thick skin. So we, and, and we're pretty much on the same page most of the time anyway, because we just that's just that's just how we operate. Uh, but those are kind of some ways that we kind of find you know because most of the time uh, issues on Friday are practice issues that that were missed. Yes. You know, so we try we try to streamline that that. Um, that process and making sure that we have a checks and balance system so that once we get to Friday, you know, we've done all that we could to make sure that we don't make those same mistakes. Yeah, I, I like that approach in some ways. You know, you're, 
you're relying on the technology for that accountability, but it becomes less, um, well, uh, just from that, that personal standpoint. Sometimes when you got to sit in a meeting with all eyes on you and say this didn't happen today, be, you know, there's, there's those emotions yeah. that go along with it. Absolutely. So you take it out of it and you make it very you know, black and white that these this is just what needs fixed. That accountability, it seems, could be uh, done done your way, right? Uh, a little right. bit easier, and it just right. becomes that you can accept it. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not a shot against you right. or uh, what or what, you, what you're doing, but we definitely got to be on the same page. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all have those egos sitting no around doubt. that table. No doubt. <laughs> so, no doubt. So it just makes it a lot easier, and, and I think certainly too in looking at you know taking advantage of the technology, like you said, there's no reason to come in after a long practice, sit down and watch a film, and right. And, not see your family for you know another hour exactly so in in looking at um you do get the opportunity to go around and watch individual periods and if there's one thing i love doing right now uh, in being out of uh, actively coaching is going to practices and watching other coaches and see how they teach and you said you have some really strong individual coaches there uh, position coaches there for you what are the things that you see that uh, are really important to you and, and show you that this is great coaching and teaching going on? Yeah, I think, you know, having a standard of some type of development in your book, because we have, on the voices staff, you have, you know, uh, in your position, you got sophomores to seniors. Um, some people get uh, so caught up with the guys that start. And, and if you know anything about winning and winning championships, the starters are never the ones that win it for you. It's, uh, somewhere somewhere down the line, somebody's going to have to step up and it's going to have to be a next man up type of mentality because you are blessed and fortunate to have your starting 22 make uh, a 16-week season and win a championship. It's just, I mean, very few and far in between. Uh, so we want we I, when when I see when I see the lower part of a, of a position or unit's talent pool gaining ground closing that gap is what I call it closing closing that gap because that's that's where the disparity is is the, the the disparity is between your 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 guy your your, your starter and whoever and whoever is next so we got to try to close that gap, shrink that gap so that if something ever happens to the guy that you feel real good about whoever whoever is next. And I think the coaches that coach towards that, it don't I, and I look I, I want to see you, you know, yelling at the the, the 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 kid that's not doing it right or really instructing that kid that's not doing it right that's not going to play. Uh, probably not immediately. Uh, we want to develop our we want to develop our kids to where at least by the time they're seniors, they're ser they're, they're serviceable for us in some in some shape, form, fashion. Be it you know offense, defense, or special teams. So I think it's I think it's a waste to um, always just cater to the good guys. Mm -hmm. And it's high school. It's high school football. Everybody needs to enjoy. The, the the experience, uh, although we, we definitely want to win, we're definitely going to play our best. But at the same time, I think there's a, there's a standard at each at each unit that we are the strongest unit, and we I want I want I want our coaches to 
you know, walk around with their chest stuck out feeling like, hey, I, you know, my my too deep. I ain't worry. I don't even worry about who's in the game. Just 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 get in there and go play. So those are those are kind of the those are kind of things that I look at. To, and, and and you start. Of course, it looks different in 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 week one than it does in you know week seven, week eight, nine. And you, and you start seeing, man, so and so is coming along. So and so is you know that 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 guy. He's starting to look. He's starting to look like a player. You know, so those those are kind of the kind of the guideposts that I that I look for in in, in the guys individual is 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 that coach developing the unit, not just the the starters. Well, and I think it goes right along with your philosophy of this is a full service program. It certainly yes, wouldn't sir. hold true if I'm only coaching the starters. That's right. If, if our job is to develop them. That's right as an athlete and as a person, right? Yes. It becomes a little bit transactional if it's only no about doubt. who's the starter is. That's right. Well, Coach, in, in looking at your role then on game day, uh, we know how you're going to handle practice and help solve problems in practice and see things. And now stepping away from calling the plays, game day and your role there and what you feel has worked best for you to be able to help your team, uh, again, keep those guys together, keep those units uh complementing each other, offense, defense, special teams, and uh, adjusting as needed. What's the role that you take on game day? Uh, I want to be a master at situational football. At the, at, at the end of the day, uh, I want to be able to help manage, help my coordinators manage, manage the ball game. Uh, you know, whether it's, whether it's time, whether it's, whether it's personnel, whether it's, you know, uh, just you know, trying to dictate and flip the field on, on, on some field position things. Um, we're dibbling, dabbling in some in some analytics, so mm -hmm. that helps in some of that in some of that decision making. So just the the, the, the decision making process of making sure that we don't lose the game. You know what I mean? We we want we want to go out there, and I don't want I don't want to give the opponent the game by you know, not making the right decisions or not, you know, having the right personnel groupings in, things of that nature. We, I, I want to be a master at managing, helping the coordinators to manage the game. If uh, if we got a playmaker that hadn't made a play, I'm like, oh, we got to get, we got to get, you know, keep the ball. We got to, we, I need, I need to see him targeted, you know, two or three more times this, this series. We got to get him in the game. So those are those are the type of things that I do on game day. Uh, making forward down decisions and if we're going to fake punt and all that, just being engaged in where we are and what the situation is. We got heavy, we got heavy wins, understanding that, you know, when, when that opponent got their win, they're going to take a shot towards the ends of that quarter, not not getting sucked up and being in a, a man coverage or, or something like that. Right. It's getting something that's going to protect us. But, you know, so those are the type of things that I really, really, and I, I love about the game. I love about my role on, on Friday nights is making sure that we just manage the game well. Yeah, I think that, and truthfully, you have that head coach who can do those things. You know, as the coordinator, it helps you a little bit, uh, especially if you're a coordinator up in the box. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't know how strong the wind is down there. Right. Or, you know, am I going to get, uh, am I going to get a fourth down call here if we get to a certain area? Right. So, uh, and it's not some; those things aren't necessarily part of your thought process as you're calling plays right. so as you can help with that too i do believe it, it really helps your team and also uh 
as you, as you were talking, I was thinking in managing the emotions of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, uh, you know, you're still dealing with teenage boys. Sure. Uh, so, you know, we always try to have something during the week to motivate them, whether it's true or whether it's propaganda. You know, we're, we're trying to find ways to, to, to get them engaged in the game and keep them engaged. And, you know, there's a lot of ebbs and flows in football, sure. especially with it, with emotions. So, uh, and that's that's another piece that I make sure that I try to do is is keep that team engaged, focused, enthused. Uh, you know, we have a flush it mentality. Whether you make a good play or a bad play, you got to flush it because the next one is, is is coming. So just those type of things, making sure that we are really super uh, engaged in what's happening on the field and not worried about what happened the last play. Definitely. Well, you said – you you're you're dabbling in analytics and i'm not sure anybody dabbles in it because i think once they start to get into it they get into it and i i would predict if i was to predict uh coach lynn in the future is really going to be into to analytics or or completely discard them because i think that's how i've seen it go but i do believe uh as we start to learn more and more about this and you start to see how teams are using it because we all steal ideas from somebody else that's where we get some ideas on how this really becomes an advantage for us. Uh, and you mentioned things like the, the clock management. You mentioned, you know, going on fourth down. Now when you have a little bit of data behind it, it helps you make those decisions Absolutely. too since those are the things falling on you. Uh, the clock management side has been something I've become really interested in here lately. And I have seen, you said, we don't want to lose the game. I've, hit, I've seen those situations where – uh, and especially for you guys playing at the, the the 6A level, that's some really tight competition. The difference yes. between, you know, number one and number two at the the end of the season isn't isn't there's not a great gap. So you find those advantages. Uh, thinking of the analytics side, the clock management side, knowing that, uh, you know, maybe it's now to ta- time to talk to my offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator of, hey, we, we're ahead. Let's think about how we might manage this differently. How have you approached that and just being able to, again, give them those reminders or get that into their, their mindset yeah. at that point? I like, I like to kind of give them uh, precursors before the, before the next, next series. I said, well, like, we, like we're going to stop them right here. It's probably going to be about – you know, six 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 minutes left in this game. Let's 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 treat it like a junior high ball game, junior high quarter. You know, uh, you know they play by six 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 yeah. minutes six minute quarter. So I so they start thinking like that. Okay, let's let's and you know and I and sometimes I say, hey, let's try not to give give them the ball. Right. You know, let's I don't I don't want I don't want to see them with with, with the ball again. Uh, and maybe maybe senior night. Hey, let's get. Let's get Keith Jr. in here. He ain't gonna get much, much more run. You know, so so those those are things. Those are things that you you kind of you kind of have to look at, and maybe your analytics kind of go out the door on on on, on some of that. But um, yeah, we we try to we try to make sure, uh, and I, my coordinators know. Uh, you know, I want I want to I want to play the game, kind of making sure that our defense is not put in bad in bad positions. And you know, uh, if especially if it's a, if it's a close game, it's a, you know it's a one or two possession game. It get it gets hairy real real quick. And um, letting those coordinators know uh, in in advance, this is this is what I'm thinking. And 
and we we, we work together for so long. Sometimes they they kind of understand exactly exactly what I need and what what I want at those times, but kind of you know. And, and sometimes I tell them it's, it's your game. You got it. If they, especially if they're if we're in the same vein and I'm I'm really feeling good about what what they're doing and it's not. I I let them have it sometimes because sometimes they just have. A, a, a rhythm. They they're just in, they're just they're just in that vein, and you don't want to screw it up because they're they're doing such a good job at at the time. So I think you just got to make make sure that you you pick the right moments. And I know when they're struggling, I can look on their face and, and know okay, I need to I need to help them here. You know, I need I need to throw out a couple of suggestions here just to kind of get them get them going. You know, sometimes it's just it's just trying to find that rhythm to get to get to get to get them to be a little bit more confident. Hey, man, let's take a shot right here. You know, what whatever it is. And I think um, when you when you begin to start working with working with people, and they know your heart. They know you're not trying to take over. They know you're not trying to, you know, uh, make them look bad or what or whatever. But we're just out here trying to, you know, row in the same direction. Yeah, yeah, that, that's so important to. Uh, be able to keep your staff together and, and for them to have confidence too, yeah. right, to be able to do those things. Yeah. So, well, Coach, you've, you've shared a lot of great stuff with us here. And uh, the question I always like to ask all my coaches here at, at the end of this is, you know, looking at all you do as the coach, what would be the one thing you point to that really gives your team, your, your, your program, the winning edge? The overall developmental stages of what we do after the season, after a season is over with. You know, we we call it the you know the six phases of of development. You know, we have you know our acclimation phase where we begin to start getting our kids after the season. You know, depends on how long we go. You know, and depends on how long that acclimation phase is. You know, trying to get them back in a little condition. If it's you know before the Christmas holidays or after the Christmas holidays. You know, not killing them, but just kind of getting them. Hey, we we we're going somewhere with this. Then when we come back from the holidays, we're going straight into our off-season phase, what we call our off-season phase, phase two, which is our bigger, faster, stronger. And we're trying, we're going to try to get as much out of them as we can, you know, and, and push them. And then we go into our boot camp phase, where it's not, it's not more of the uh, physical duress; it's the mental duress, uh, creating tough it's creating that mental that mental edge by you know making them have to bond together as a team it's a it's a it's, it's a it's a deconstruction to do a re to do a reconstruction so they have to rely on themselves to make sure because the coaches are no longer coaches they're drill sergeants in in, in boot camp and then uh, we go into what we call our training camp phase. That's where we begin to start doing more football during the, during the period. Uh, we'll do two days of lifting. We'll do three days of football. We get the ball out. Everybody is is enjoying that because you're not in off season in boot camp anymore. Uh, and then we get ready for spring ball. Spring ball is that the, the next phase. Get through spring ball. Go through summer workouts. And then look around. We're right at this time now. It's August is rolling around, and now. After you, after we've gone through those six phases of development, we get to see all of the the fruit that that comes from my labor. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of that's what we hang our hat on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a it's a great process, and certainly we hope that acclimatization period for you starts as late as possible Absolutely. this year. Absolutely, Cedar Hill Longhorns coach, you you do an incredible job, and 
Uh, I know we'll have listeners who want to reach out to you and ask you about some of the different things you do. What's the best way to connect with you here in in the next off season? Uh, you can always, you know, I'm 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 a Twitter guy, so at Carlos Lynn, I'm always I'm always available there. And then if you need to email me, it's Carlos at c h i s d dot net. Coach, it's like I said, been an honor to sit down with you. I've certainly watched the Cedar Hill program over the years and watch what you guys are doing, watch what you've done personally, and uh, I'm excited to watch what happens for you guys here. So best of luck to you and the Man. Longhorns. Thank you. And again, a, thank you for your time. It is an honor to be on. I appreciate it. Coaches, be sure to check out our show notes for some related content. There's definitely some episodes that I'm reminded of here as we talk with Coach Lynn. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com.